Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. And it's just us two again, Youngmi. Solo dolo. Single dingle. Solo dolo. So listeners, when we usually record these solo dolo episodes, it's because we want to check in. We get a lot of fire guests on this podcast. And Youngmi and I sometimes forget to check in with each other. And see how we're feeling. Yeah. See how we're feeling. But this week, something different happened. We had a very fire guest planned. And as you know, what happens with these very fire guests is their schedules get busy and things move around. And so we had a last minute cancellation. And so now you're getting a solo dolo. A solo dolo. <laughs> Would you remember? There was one time that somebody, we had a very like famous guest and they they were like, oh, sorry, I had to cancel last minute. And then they just never hit us back <laughs> up again. <laughs> Do you remember that? I was like, oh, okay, well, t- t- let, let us know when your schedule frees up. They're like, yeah, oh I will. Oh my God. Never again. And should I say what's I, embarrassing for Ryan? No. Should I say? Say it, say it. I know exactly. I remember this. And the saddest part was that this person was like a supermodel that Brian had the hugest crush on as a teenager, I think, right? Legit, yeah. This was legit Sports Illustrated icon. (laughs) (laughs) And you were so nervous. You're like, oh my God. Oh, she's going to come on the pod. And you're like, I have a bad feeling she's going to stand us up. And I was like, no way, Brian. And then she did. Well, no, no. We got... Okay, so listeners, we're going to give you a little peek behind the curtain here. This happens in the the height of the pandemic of our <laughs> podcast. And I th- it was even worse. It wasn't just a straight ghost. This supermodel guest was on a Zoom call with us for five minutes and then suddenly had to bail and oh, then God. gave us the go- and then ghosted us. It's like the worst <laughs> first date ever. Just oh, like yeah, yeah, five yeah. minutes in. You know what? I'm going to go. But no, it was because I think I think she said that she like didn't have the correct setup, which is and then she was like, oh, I'll call you back. Maybe she felt bad or got too busy. Got too busy. I don't busy. think it was us. I don't think it was our personality. It's, it's no, I don't, our- I don't. I don't <laughs> think it was us because I just distinctly remember that I was at my f- staying at my friend's place that weekend in the Hamptons. And my friend had a nicely decorated apartment. So yeah, I know so it wasn't, it wasn't my usual dungeon apartment vibes <laughs> that scared and them away. And you were away. wearing a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Young Meme was like, why are you wearing a suit? Why is your hair gelled back? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get a gold chain from? What is going on? <laughs> why is there a Ferrari parked behind you? Did you rent a <laughs> Ferrari? I'm just checking my clock. I'm like, come on, we got to get started. I'm, I rented this by the fucking hour. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I totally blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> it was so funny because you were like, I feel like I'm going on like a first date. I'm so nervous. And I was like, Brian, what are you talking about? Nothing like that's going to happen. It's never happened to us. And then it no, happened. But this I was, was <laughs> teenage years crush coming to life here, you know? That was your teenage crush? It was it was on par with if we booked and interviewed Transformers era Megan Fox on this podcast. Oh. So that's <laughs> wow. I like That's the I, level we're working with. We were I, working with. 
<laughs> Yo, I was. I remember watching Transformers the first time I saw Megan Fox. I was like, I'm uncomfortable. This you're too <laughs> attractive. Like I was just like, oh my, I can't even look at the screen. I know. I was uh, just like, what? There's a there's a car. What's going on? What is this? She's fixing a car. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember any of that movie. I just remember Megan Fox and her outfit. That's all I remember. Burned yeah, and into she my was. Brain. Yeah. Although, in retrospect, I think she's spoken out about how uh, Michael Bay's treatment was very bad on set. Everybody treated her so bad. She was like a teenager. Just because she was so hot, all these old men treated her like shit. I identify with her. I wasn't even that hot and people were like ruining my life. (laughs) Adult men be ruining teenage girls' lives, I'm telling you. I mean, what would be the equivalent for you? Who would you be nervous for? Oh, um, childhood era. What it? Yeah, Can I had I the guess? most embarrassing childhood era crush. But this was like a major crush when I was like a tween. But Can I think I guess everyone. For you? Yeah, guess, guess who might. Okay, my guess is going to be Elliot Smith. Okay, Brian, do you even know me, <laughs> Elliot fucking Smith, bro? <laughs> You're offended. I don't even know what Elliot Smith looks like. Wait, let me go. Or this. um, Maybe Anthony, I- Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's hot, but he was not my. Um, I mean, okay, I, he wasn't. I, I would. He didn't do it for you. You All would, else, but he well, he wasn't the guy for oh you. God, Who I was it? Goog- Elliot. I just googled Elliot Smith. Barf. No. <laughs> so my. Well, it's because he was emo. I yeah. thought you were all emo. So my. He, died. Childhood- he stabbed himself in the heart. No, he did. Now I feel bad yeah. for saying that. Legend. Absolute legend. Now I have a crush on him. <laughs> That's hot. Sorry. That's that's really that's not a good joke. I'm sorry. Um my crush, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> my crush and I think everyone my age weirdly has the same crush was the lead singer for Green Day, Billy Joe Armstrong. What? I swear to God, if you meet anyone that's really? around my age, like I would say 35 to 40 we were all it, i don't know what it was all of us were like obsessed with him billy joe armstrong i think it's because he's so tiny he looks like a little child you know i was like 12 years old you know like that's the kind of man i want when you're 12 interesting a tiny child man okay i, I see I the was, appeal i was in love and oh really? shit, i just remember the f- brian i just remember the fucking insanest memory i've fucking blocked it out of my fucking head when i was i swear to god so i i was obsessed with him when i was like 12 13 and then i got over it you know i was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. on to the next imaginary boyfriend in my head but when i was 16 this is so fucking intense when i was 16 years old i was visiting my friend in tokyo and like I spent mm-hmm. like a month in tokyo at her house and we were fucking walking around harajuku and I fucking ran into Billy Joe Armstrong. Oh. On the fucking Yo. street. Yeah. And I, you, I was like, whoa. <gasps> I, was that's, scr- I was like, that's fucking sick. I swear to God, it meant, it, it meant that we were supposed to be together, I think. <laughs> I walk a lonely so, road. That's not the era of <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong that I was in love with. The era was like, like the first album that came out. And then I was obsessed with uh, the old with, shit. Yeah. And then after, and it dropped off, you know. Yeah, 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 I understand. Um, Did but, you also have a crush on Rivers Cuomo? No, I mean never, <laughs> never. I, I, I'm repulsed. I like, I, but also like Rivers Cuomo is like, ugh, like you know, like I feel like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even know. No one has a crush on Rivers Cuomo. Let's be. No honest, one has a crush right? on. What about Moby? Nobody. Who, Brian, 
who the fuck had a crush on Moby and Rivers? Qu- Nobody had a crush on those people. You're like, what about Patton Oswalt? I was like, no, what are you talking about? Like, who? <laughs> like, <laughs> Danny about, DeVito. Uh, no, nobody. What, a, what about Ro- Robbie Williams? Brian, what is, what li- what list are you, ca- Robbie Williams? Who the fuck had a crush on Robbie Williams? I'm just are you naming, just naming just, people that are old? I'm just trying to troll you and I'm naming, trying oh, to name troll- old okay, people. Okay. <laughs> Robbie, I don't even know. I think Robbie Williams is too young. Like he was like famous mm. after I was too old. What about I had a Seal? Crush on. Seal, really? Jamiroquai. No, no. Br- Brian. Okay, <laughs> guess some more because this is getting, getting funny mad. now. No, this is getting you're funny getting, now. So go, you're make mad. some more guesses. The lead singer of Pearl Jam. No. Uh oh. <laughs> I feel like Beastie that's Boys. a little too old. Beastie Boys. Beastie. Back. 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 No. No. Back. No. 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 Is Beck too old? No, I think Beck was around the time where I but had a crush on Bjork. Just... Bjork was a big one. I was like, fuck yeah. Asian okay. representation. <laughs> Bjork is Bjork so is hot. Asian. Yeah, Bjork yeah, is true. still looking fucking good. And I saw fucking Bjork on the street randomly. Yo. Dude, I swear to God, I'm I have psychic energy and I'm pulling these people to me. I saw Bjork okay. and, and at the time her child, who was a very small child. Yeah. What about uh, Travis Barker, Blink-182? No, you know, it's so weird because like, I feel like I, I was like, I listened to that music and I just could not get into any of them. Wow. Yeah. Yo, you're, so you discerning were like, tastes. Yeah, very discerning. Bjork and Joe, Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> my husband, yes. I yeah. swear to God, there's something about Billy Joe. Like, I feel like everybody I know of my era was like obsessed with him. There's something... It's like, a, I don't even know. It's like a je ne sais quoi. You know what I mean? There's no, <laughs> just, nothing. We can't put a finger on it. Just the way that heavy eyeliner blazer with a boot cut jean. <laughs> yes. No. Is that what he's <laughs> that, wearing That, that was days? the look. That was the look. That's that was not look what he was wearing then. back then. That's what he's wearing these days. <laughs> oh, and then I had all the like crushes on like, I had like this very intense, like I'm fucking punk rock like phase as a teenager. And so I was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. like, obsessed with all these like extremely niche like punk rock singers do you ever remember the band no... tokyo tokyo hotel no do you ever well, hear, that sounds hear of it scarily scarily you're gonna familiar. let me look you're gonna you're gonna make fun of them so they're based in germany and t- tokyo is spelled t-o-k-i-o no. tokyo wait why am i looking this up am i gonna fall in love you potentially might fall in love with the lead singer it it could go 50-50, really. Okay. No, Brian. You do not know me. <laughs> oh, God. Everyone, please Google Tokyo Hotel right now. Why Why would you think that? Why would you think that of me? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm tra- now I'm trying to think of all the other crushes so I can name a few more. I, I, literally I had a can't huge crush on Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, from very. From Buffy. Yeah. Blonde. That's the Texas in me. I don't uh, Jessica Rabbit a... from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, we all did. Jessica Rabbit just really was the one just, for me. She was the one, the one that my got God. away. I'm still <laughs> in love. God, I can't think of anyone else I had a crush on. My, my mind is drawing a blank. 
it's okay. It's one of those things that you're going to have to let it rest. And then 20 minutes later, it's going to come to you. Oh, oh, what the only actor I thought was really hot. And this was like very early, like 11. I feel like when I was 11 and 12, I was like mega horny. And then after that, I was like, I gave up on life. But yeah. was um, Leonardo DiCaprio in that era, like the Romeo and Juliet era. I think Romeo and Juliet came out when I was 11. And I was like, this is the most attractive person I've ever seen in my life. But then I think that the was, next that year was it for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Next year, it was just like cocaine bloat, you know, like what happened? But well, that was his pussy posse era. What the hell is that? And why wasn't I a part of it when I was 11? <laughs> uh, it, was, no, no, it was him. Yeah. David Blaine, the magician. No. And then Toby Maguire. They were like a click and they called themselves the pussy posse. Because they were crushing the puss or what? They were crushing the puss in Hollywood. Yeah. I, I feel like if you if you are ever dating somebody or into somebody and they're friends with David Blaine, that's 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 gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> In his defense, back then magicians were cool though, like Siegfried and Roy, David wow. Blaine. They had a moment, a cultural moment where like yep. magic was the shit. Yeah, you're right. I feel like he was he was like perceived as cool for a second. You're yeah, right. like he had like one hour Fox like network television specials of watch him get out of these handcuffs while underwater. And that would be like a national television viewing event. I'm sorry. I can't like I could <laughs> like, you know, there's people that are like, so like uh, impressed by fame that they can yeah. just like fuck these celebrities. But like, that is, that's too much for me. Like the magic, it's a lot. I think magic's going to make a comeback. We're due for one. It's going to give it's going to become cool. I hope not. I hope so. I'm rooting for it. Wait, I want to guess. Uh, well, let me guess two other people that you had a crush on because I feel like I would be very good at this. I think so too. During, right. As a teenager. A teenager, you probably had a crush on... Who's the... Mo um, this might be a little before your time. Who's the model with the mole? Cindy Crawford? Yes. Oh. Everyone well, she, did though, right? She's before my time, but I still have a yeah. crush on her. She's... Your, who would be around your Now her time? daughter's super famous. Oh, is she? Oh, I, I think I've seen her. Yeah. But she has no medyok. You know, in Korea, they call it like medyok. So like no, like she's very beautiful, but she doesn't have like that it factor like her mom, which is the meanest thing I've well, ever she seen. Dated, she dated Pete Davidson. So <laughs> now, that, now, now that you've been knighted by Pete Davidson, you're good to go, baby. <laughs> she got that in the bag. Um... Let me just try to pick one person that you would have had a mega crush on based on your age. It would have be, been around like early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Mm, God, who was around that? I'm uh, going to name, I know exactly who it is and I don't think you're going to be able to name them. Avril Lavigne. No. No, I was not an Avril Lavigne stan. That's too alt for Brian. <laughs> you're like she's Basically. wearing a, a lot of eyeliner um checkerboard vans ew ew yeah you're more like a like a mainstream kind of gal who was popular around I, i'm gonna say i feel like everybody had a mandy moore no 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 she was the she was too nice girl i'm gonna name it yeah i don't think you're gonna remember because she pivoted away from acting and now has like a multi-billion dollar jessica Who alba Oh, of course. Yes, of course, of course. Jessica Alba. Who I also she met. She was the one. I also met Jessica Alba. Wow. Wow. What? Wow. How? Well, she went, <laughs> came into this, the restaurant when I was working. Oh. And I remember it was like for like an event dinner. 
And I remember I was like standing at the bar and she, I love this legend. I love, I love her for this. She came up to the bar, ordered a margarita and a shot of tequila, drank the tequila, took the margarita and sat down. That's a classy move. Come on. Power move right there. Legend. I love her. That's a legend move. And then she was FaceTiming her kids. That's amazing. Damn. A true renaissance woman. Right. So proud of her. Pivoted away from acting. Now founded The Honest Company. Just crushing it in the baby game. And also when I, I remember like what her first like big TV show when that ad came on TV, I was like, oh, my, what is happening? This person is so attractive. <laughs> <laughs> dark dark angel. Yeah. Do you remember that commercial? It changed my life. Dark angel. Oh, honey. Oh, my God. Wow. True beauty. <laughs> my crush for her will, 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 will be eternal. Jessica Alba. I just remembered one crush real quick before we move on. <laughs> one crush that i had and it's one so more, funny name it. lenny kravitz oh which that makes, makes sense everyone has he's a legend lenny kravitz but then somebody told me that uh, i feel like during that time like of being like a teen and like having a crush on him somebody was like oh i saw him somewhere and he's really short and then i was like ew but like i don't know why i don't know why that would turn i don't know why i don't know infatuation yeah. well, you know. it's fickle it's in the air you know it just disappears <laughs> You know, when you're when you're a tween, you're told by society to like tall men, and then, you know, you come to your own and realize that short kings are a very real thing. You have to go through <laughs> life and realize what you really like. You know. <laughs> yeah, as a good short king. But anyways, young me, how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling like very like, fucking. I don't know, like very. You're in your Lenny Kravitz era. I'm in my fucking life. What does that mean? <laughs> um, I'm feeling very uh, complicated. I talked about something. I know. I mean, I know this is like our solo episode, so I, I should just talk about it here. But I talked about something in therapy that's like very embarrassing for me. It's like absolutely humiliating. And I feel like it's it's like a core issue that I have that it's like, you know, when you bring up stuff in therapy and your therapist is like just has has been waiting they're just like, <laughs> and it, like my therapist knows that this is like a big fucking problem for me. And she's just like very gently approaching it. But I have this thing where I'm like really, I've talked about it with you. Like I have this thing where I'm like, I don't like success and it makes me uncomfortable. And yeah, you've brought this up. Yeah. I talk about it a lot, but yeah. it's, it's just like. I don't know if, if people have not listened to other episodes of this podcast where I talk about this. It's because it's like based on around my childhood where my mom was really competitive with me. And if I ever succeeded in anything, she would like get jealous, punish me. Yeah. And yeah. so it, she would always be like, oh, like what you like attention and oh, look at you, blah, blah, blah. And like and it's, you know, it's obviously not her fault. She didn't do it purposefully, but it was just like. And there, it, a lot of it was based around, I mean, I have a lot of like, <laughs> oh, I thought you were laughing. I heard like that. And I was like, well. No, what? My <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's a lot of it based around my physical appearance because my mom is very sensitive about her physical appearance. And she was like very, very beautiful as a young person. And as I, you know, matured and became like, quote unquote, more attractive, that was like a really hard thing in her life and she sort of like I I got a lot of 
like abuse is too strong of a word, but like a lot of like negative feedback from her for being good at something that I wasn't even doing. Do you know what I mean? Like I was just like, yeah. So yeah, did something happen recently where you felt success avoidant? Well, I'll, well, now that like you know, this is makes me so fucking uncomfortable to say this, but I feel like I have to. Like now that you know, I go out and do comedy shows. Like people recognize me. People recognize me on the street a lot, and I think you know, TikTok is just a platform that a lot of people. It's very visible, so people just recognize yeah. me just from being on there. And it yeah. happens like, if I'm being honest, basically once a day, I'll go out and somebody will recognize me. Mm-hmm. and um you know like i'll go do a comedy show and it'll just be like a like a bar show and there will be like multiple people there to see me and as you know stand-up comedians do not have a, like a draw like they don't have a built-in audience so there's usually people at the show yeah. are like random people that just showed up yeah but it's like every time i do like even a bar show now there'll be like a like a lot of people there to see me and it's like makes me really uncomfortable but this is what i discovered in therapy and i think it has something to do with my ex-husband who also like had this like um fame you know because he is a chef and he's like a well-established chef and i remember Mm -hmm. when when he was going through that rise and like you know like notoriety notoriety, or recognition recognition he like felt the same way i do where it just makes made him uncomfortable and i think a lot of people would be made uncomfortable to be confronted with a bunch of people who are like they like you or do you know what i mean like i'm I'm sure most people that would be uncomfortable right yeah for sure Uh, um and what he did was he sort of shied away from it because he was like it made him nervous right yeah and i i saw that i was like oh you're you know he's like a very nice person but he's like nobody wants to be in a room full of people when they're like i love you blah 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 it just feels very like (gasps) like scary so he would just sort of yeah yeah, so at events he would just like run out the door never talk to anybody Mm. or whatever right and i definitely have that instinct but i realized i think that people come because they want to talk to me and they want to say those things and um Mm. and also you're leaning in yeah they want to say hi to me and like it's not it's like an act of service for me to sit there and listen to them do you know what i mean Mm. and because at first they'll come up to me and be like oh i love your comedy and it really speaks to me and then they'll like tell me something about themselves. And I obviously love hearing that because it's very similar to like my stories that I share. And it's made me realize that these people want that connection with me. It's not just like in my head, I was like, I don't want to sit there and like receive like positive attention. That makes me uncomfortable. For sure. I totally get that. I also yeah. think it's the art form lends itself to that. Yeah. Comedians by nature are incredibly, I think we, a lot of comedians, it comes from a place of low self-esteem and yes, it, it's, there's a lot of negative feelings that are caked into the art form, which yeah. like you create jokes from mm-hmm. and at the core that doesn't change. And so yeah, even when you have that recognition, like you still have those like voices that kind of make you feel uncomfortable about all of this. 
because yeah i don't know i see i feel that like athletes or other art forms where if you do get recognition for it i I, and i get that i'm i'm the same way where i'm very i don't want to share work which is kind of antithetical of like why the fuck did you even make it in the first place yeah exactly (laughs) yeah that's a really good point because comedians like we're coming from this place of like self-deprecation oh my god i'm like so shitty and stuff like that there's a core of that and people are like no we love that and we and so (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like oh no it's just funny because i mean i view like imagine coming up in the rap world or in hip-hop where a lot of it is about like showmanship and bravado and having maximum confidence but if there was like a (laughs) self-deprecating rapper they're like yo i fucking love your like track your mixtape's so good and it's like no no stop like it's so stupid. Like this chain looks stupid. Like, no. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like there's one that I, there's like my favorite rapper, I guess more like a hip hop artist that's actually kind of yeah. self-deprecating and I love him oh, for really? that reason. <laughs> Wait, but what, what's his name? I forgot, but I forgot his name. The yeah. one, you know, the one that sings the song like the Lonely Stoner. <laughs> Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi. Yeah, yeah, Kid, Kid Cudi. And Cuddy, I, Kid I love Kid Cudi. Like, I would, like, listen to it. And I'm like, something about this music speaks to me. And I think it's because he's, like, more open about, like, like yeah. sort of talking shit about himself, you know? Like, he's, like, in, like he talks yeah. about his insecurities and anxieties. And I'm like, this is for sure, speaking for sure. to me. Um, but even, like, yeah. Lil, Lil Dicky, yeah. he's a rapper, but he's very comedic. Like, he has a comedy show. Yeah. But his raps were about how his dick is smaller than his no. girlfriend's ex-boyfriend like i love that but that's in it that that self-deprecating nature so that's i think maybe part of it's like you are a comedian so naturally (sighs) you have that dna in you where how did little dicky figure that out did his girlfriend tell him that that's mean no i think it's just a joke okay he's insecure yeah okay yeah i was like if she's telling you that you need to find a new girlfriend that's like so much of it is caked into it's like in his show and his (laughs) raps like it's like his thing now well, no, it's like penis got kind of like looks a little different because of a medical procedure that like oh, didn't heal correctly. I so see, I think he's like super insecure about it. Good for him for speaking his truth. Kind of like, you know, puts it out into the world. <laughs> but and, yeah. Oh, but um, you're, in your, you're yeah. leaning in now. Well, you're, yeah. you're trying to combat it. Well, because I had this realization that, you know, these people aren't actually like I thought they were going to be like, you're so great, which is, yes, they say that. But like they're 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 wanting something from me. And like the content that I'm creating is creating the space for them to tap into that. And it's like not fair for me to not make room for that even just because I feel uncomfortable, you know, and like thinking about. I was mm. thinking about Danny, my ex-husband, and I was like, yeah, he was doing that as like a self-preservation method, but also, For sure. but also there were so, I remember there were so many people that did want to talk to him like as like a Korean adoptee and like someone right. that they thought w- was successful. His story really resonated with a lot of people and like the access that they weren't getting I think messed with him also because he would see all this negative oh. stuff online, but he was never really yeah. seeing the positive stuff, which you really do need to hear too, you know? Yeah. So much of it is, but it's also dependent on like how people are consuming your work, you know? Yeah. And this is person to person too, like what their comfort zones are. Cause right. You know, with a f- for a filmmaker, we consume their films, but you know, obviously some filmmakers are, 
more like embrace the idea of celebrity and others are like i'm gonna be a recluse yeah take interpret it for how you will like that's all i'm putting out there right that's that but i think because you're a lot of your work that you produce is intertwined with your personality and like giving us a glimpse into what's going on in your life yeah that i think it invites that kind of interaction where people are like oh i know i know you so yeah i want to like connect with you because i i i just feel like i really get you you know yeah yeah i get that and also yeah like he was like a chef like that doesn't mean that he's necessarily like somebody that wants to shoot the shit you know but um well i guess like also one last thing and i i just feel like this thing is very hard for me because in my head i'm such a fucking loser i've definitely said this before on the podcast i mean (laughs) um like in my head i'm such a loser it's hard for me to realize that like the social dynamic has shifted right like i'm perceived as somebody that has like power so i have to like well interestingly I want to ask you yeah. as like, okay, I, I get it. You have this level of self-awareness. You're, you know, you have this voice in your head and telling you like, oh, I'm such a loser. I'm a fraud. I'm imposter syndrome. Yes. That's, that's the baseline. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, since making these efforts and actively trying to reverse that by like, you know, leaning in, seeing this as an opportunity to like connect with people who enjoy your content. And like, have you noticed positive changes in your career as a side effect of like, you know what, let me like fake it. Let me fake this for now and really try to embrace like I'm producing great work. People like it for a reason. It's well deserved. I've, I've earned this. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I've seen positive changes but i've seen like i've i've seen that that behavior is what's making it possible for me to move forward like at this Mm. point if i was not able to fake it and you know and act in a certain way that people want you know from their perception i would not be able to go forward you know right right in a way i mean probably yes but in a way, I don't think I could like, like, you know, I have all these like meetings now and I show up to these meetings with like people that have like, that are important. And like, I mean, we do these meetings together too. And we're just like, why are we here? But like, <laughs> yeah, like when I'm, when I'm there, I'm like, I am, I am a boss bitch. And you know, like I have to like put on this thing. Cause if I don't yeah, do totally. that, then they're going to be like, oh, we can't work with this person. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. But I am yeah. faking it. I'm, I, I am faking it. I do put on this little fucking persona. Like, yes, I am this, and it. And yeah. Maybe one day I that won't feel like such a facade. Yeah, I <laughs> I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, you. That's why you become. That's the no, the nature of artist, though. Is you you are your own worst critic. Yeah. Like, you're an artist because you have good taste. It's discerning. So, I, most people aren't evaluating your work with the same level of scrutiny that you evaluate yourself with. And I think that, like, if the true, like, 
it's different. Like if you really want to create good art, it benefits yeah. you tremendously to fake that, like quote unquote, fake that notion of confidence yeah. because the talent is already there to back it up. And, but I, I do think there are people who are obsessed with the notion of fame, but they're already good at that of like, yeah, yeah. I deserve it. I'm fuck. I'm the fucking shit. I'm amazing. I'm so yeah. good. Whereas they could probably benefit from, you know, honing their craft or getting good at the thing that you're trying to become famous for, you know, but unfortunately society rewards people who are the latter, like just having a bravado and a confidence. Yeah. I think that that gets you into more rooms than kind of being self-deprecating and like precious and making good work. And it just, uh, it sucks. But I think that's, that's just society is like structured that way where like, fake it till you make it is very real yeah 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 i know what you mean and i know the like just being around people like that i'm just like oh my god what the hell right it's um, even like yeah what's his face like david beckham's son for instance <laughs> yeah I, I i see him come up as a meme a lot on my twitter timeline where people are just dunking on him because you know he's a nepotism kid he has inherently no talents like he's tried to be a photographer trying to be he's like a chef now but he doesn't oh really he like didn't go to culinary school like that's what most chefs would do you know yeah. of like i gotta go to culinary school i'm gonna get really good at the craft spend some time in some kitchens work my way up understand how a kitchen's run and like put my time in but yeah he's some kid who's rich and you know just cooked a pasta over the pandemic <laughs> and is now proclaiming himself to be a chef but that kind of mentality is like, you know, because we're in it and we consume it, it yeah. works. But I think for a lot of people who don't really care about media as much as we do, they see that and they're like, oh, yeah, he's a chef. Yeah. You know? <laughs> How, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's like a such an interesting conversation to bring up, too, because it's like, you know, like just because I brought Danny up, like he's just so talented at what he does. Like he's actually just very talented at it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's like, yeah. But and he, like he's put in his time, put in yeah. his due, like he worked in all these kitchens. Like he did the, he did, he's really good at his craft. Exactly. He's like probably like the best chef I've ever seen in my life. But like the other part is, you know, it's a struggle. And yeah, yeah. it is weird that, it's weird that, people see people that are celebrated in society and they just want the celebration part without knowing that there's like i don't know something behind it's it it's hard you know? i think so because weird. there's yeah. no objective metrics attached to these things right it's hard to embrace that confidence because yeah. you know comedy uh food like at the end of the day it's still subjective like what yeah, people find funny subjective. what people think tastes good yeah but as versus you know an athlete for instance right the numbers don't lie like i'm i hit more home runs i'm scoring more points yeah you can see the spreadsheet and be like oh i'm fucking good at this right there's no denying it like i'm i'm just better than everyone else because i have more numbers next to my name yeah so i think it's easier to like be like yeah i'm the shit <laughs> in, right. in, in that kind of realm you know what if there was an or athlete even, like, that in, was like self-deprecating in, <laughs> wasn't that good of a touchdown <laughs> but it's like a self-affirming thing you know yeah, even yeah, in corporate yeah. america like right. sales jobs i think everyone starts off as kind of a phony or in like mm. real estate but 
the yeah. numbers are like I closed this huge deal. I yeah. brought in a lot of revenue, mm. and then it becomes this like positive feedback loop. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's I'm like, yo, you're so good. You're so funny. Yeah. <sighs> well, I think also I like one last thing, but is that it is like the kind of like art that I create is very like I am like I feel like known because of the the ability to share like everything about myself do you know what i mean and it's like yeah I've, that always, is I've, weird. I've never asked you that i've never asked weird. you this yeah what do you like do you do you enjoy it i don't like i don't i wouldn't be able to do what you do because it's like i don't know there's like you're sharing a lot i share basically everything <laughs> about myself in a way that i think is like pretty authentic you know and it's weird because yeah. people are like, people are always like, oh, like parasocial relationships. They don't actually know who you are. And I'm like, no, for sure. I'm for pretty sure. like, I'm pretty like, obviously, you know, it's curated. And yeah, you don't, there's definitely. a lot of stuff that you don't see. But <laughs> a lot of it feels like, a lot of it like are my thoughts. Like people know exactly yeah. where I stand on like every issue you know yeah yeah definitely and so it is like if somebody comes and says oh i like what you do it's like we're we are like-minded in a way it's not like i am like mm. an athlete you know where you don't know yeah. anything about me and you just like how i throw the ball real good you know it's like they do they do know a lot right. of my thoughts and that's weird you know oh absolutely yeah it's weird but it's i don't know i'm just like and it's not, and I feel like fucking like such an idiot, like saying stuff like this. Cause I, I'm not like, <laughs> you know, I'm not like, I don't have this level of visibility that's even relatively that large. Do you know what I mean? For most people in this industry, it's not big at all. Um, but I, no, I know, I know what you mean, but I think the nature of your work is so visible that right. even in your head, if you're like, I'm not as known as like Spike Jones or something, but people yeah, don't but like people don't yeah. have access to spike jones's life in the way that we have to yours yeah yeah and i think there's a part like i think it's interesting that i have i've had this like career that has that is that because i feel like all my life i've been here's more therapy backstory but like <laughs> and i think people will relate to this like you know like you grow up in your life i was like I don't know. I, th I, th I think there's like a lot of gaslighting as a kid and like there's like, you know, what whatever abuse I went through. It was just like this this thing where I was just like I think gaslit and I and I wanted so badly for people to like confirm my reality. You know? Mm, I want I wanted mm. to be like, "Hey, wait. This is not real. This is real, right?" And I think that has a lot to do with why I'm so open online. Like I'm like this is going on, right? And I'm, and right. it's like very helpful for me to see the feedback where people are like, yes, you're right. This is real. This is what's going on. And I think that's like part of the reason why I do it, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's just a perfect concoction of mental illness that made me who I am today, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, I don't yeah, know. Totally. How are, yeah. How are you feeling, Brian? Similarly actually i think we're kind of going through similar change here but over the past few weeks i've been pretty transparent about my 
having some not doubts but i guess i just like don't don't have as much confidence in my uh, in like my career as a creative person in terms of like you know there's social pressures of age like what i want out of life and you know on the pot on this podcast i've talked about like i don't know maybe i should like look into other types of jobs to like counterbalance all the creative stuff that i'm doing but i've been to so I, i came back from la recently and i had you know a lot of uh conversations just surrounding this because you know i think when i and i'm sure this happens to you when you just talk to other comedians you naturally just start talking about the business and like how how you're feeling about it what your standing is and yeah uh one thing i've noticed is that i think that people in la especially like working comedians in general they're just so much better about the business side of things Mm. whereas i i found that in new york there's this mentality of like get good at your craft so right uh in new york like we all come here to get funny you do a lot of open mics and you want to get really good at stand-up which i which I believe is the the purest way to get funny because right. it's yourself. And, you know, there's this mentality in New York of like, let me just get really, really, really good at stand-up mm-hmm. and everything else will sort of fall into place. But it doesn't really work that way because in LA, when I talk to my comedian friends, they're like, okay, I need a, I want to like package this show and sell it. I want to do this thing. It's like, the steps are so much clearer and I find that comedians in LA are more financially, they have more financial, like they, they understand the business of it more because that's just what that's Hollywood, you know, at the end of the day, it's just business. Hollywood baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I think I coming back from LA, I have this new and, and I, I talked about it a little bit in the previous episode of like, coming back from that Korean Arts Alliance event and having this sort of renewed perspective on, the, you know, like how to further my career in like a smart business way. And I, it's made me excited again about this work that I'm doing. And mm-hmm. it's at the end of the day, it's been like a confidence thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like leaning into your ideas of yourself of, and embracing that you are actually funny because it is so subjective and I naturally will lean towards like, "Eh, I'm okay. Like I think I'm funny, but not like just think just firmly believing like, yeah, no, I'm good at this. I've, I've done this for so many years. I'm very good at this. And I, I mentally, I have this ultimatum for myself of like, what if I just applied this sort of LA mentality of hustle and like packaging yourself and selling yourself Mm -hmm. and really leaning in and applied it to what I'm doing here in New York for X amount of time. Let me just like commit myself a hundred percent and let me see what the difference is. And so I'm currently in that state Uh. again where I'm like renewed and refreshed and really focused. And I, I feel excited again. I Good. think yeah. for a while I was feeling a bit aimless. I find mm. a lot of my New York peers and contemporaries are aimless because we're like, yeah, I'm fucking funny, but like, I don't know the next what steps to do next. Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. whereas 
people in LA, it's like, oh, I know the clear steps yeah. and it's working for them because mm. they're just good at the pitching and the business side of it where you don't really need like apparently comedians like I've heard comedians in LA where they are like two or three years in and they're already selling shows, you know, whereas right. I see here in New York, like some of the funniest fucking people they're so you'll funny. ever meet. Yeah. They're like 10 years in, but just like don't really have that like business edge to yeah. like f help you in this career. And right. I don't know what I've, what I've, like, if I look at my, the, the things that I've done in my comedy career, I even, it's, it's as simple as like, you know, I, I did a show maybe four years ago mm -hmm. and there were three comedians booked on it. Mm. It was myself. And then there was Rachel Sennett and Devin Walker. Right. And so Rachel Sennett is, absolutely hilarious yeah she's like a new up-and-coming film darling and she has like an incredible career ahead of her yeah as an actor and then devin walker is going to be a new featured player on saturday night live again super fucking funny great guy i have nothing but great things to say about them yeah. but for some reason i'm like oh i don't i like now i'm coming around to the idea of oh well i got to perform on the same show as them because I am just as funny as them. And maybe like I mm -hmm. I think like I felt like I had a shotgun yeah. and I was just like shooting things at random. Mm -hmm. Whereas like what would happen if just for this next X amount of time, like like a sniper, like I hate using a gun analogy, but if I was like really targeted <laughs> and really focused yeah. about like what I'll what I can do what I do next. Right. I think I believe in myself that it's going to pay off if that makes sense because before i'm like yeah those are the facts like they're not i'm just as funny as these people like i'm yeah. performing on the same shows as them so what's what's the difference here you know so how would yeah so so all those steps that you were saying how would that be different than what you're doing now you're just gonna like, like well i think it's just like a mentality thing mm, it's so crazy I, I think even in the like since coming back from yeah. la uh -huh. i have gotten more opportunities in these last two weeks i think it's just i it, it sounds fucking woo woo, but it's thing. this yeah. like cosmic energy that yeah if you're just putting it out into the world yeah it'll the universe will like bring you billy joe armstrong bring you bring will bring you billy joe armstrong you just love him hard it's, enough he will show up to tokyo <laughs> yeah it, it's yeah, exactly i, I, yeah, I yeah. think there's yep, like a yep. subconscious level happening there whereas like <laughs> yeah i i'm just yeah i believe that I think I was just like getting kind of down in my down in the dumps and like wallowing a bit and now I can be proactive but it's even like micro interactions where mm -hmm. you know people if you meet at a party and they're like oh my god you're a comedian are you funny before I'd be like oh I don't know like blah 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 like and yeah. eh. it's like this whole dance versus now I'm like yeah I am funny you can look at type in my name and you can see my body of work yeah yeah and assess yeah for yourself yeah that's, and i yeah. think that like that little i think shift. that like that little shift and that was like confidence yeah shifts i it's i know it sounds so obvious but again to what you said it's like a very hard it doesn't come naturally it does feel like the same like, thing that i'm going through where i if i show up to this meeting that's important and i'm like oh, like that because that's my natural you know my natural instinct they're they're gonna pick right. up what i'm putting down they're like oh this is like a little you know what i mean 
But if I right, go right. in like, yeah, I have this and this is what I do and this I'm like crushing right. it with even though that feels bad, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking doing this and that <laughs> bitch. Like, feels bad, bro. They're like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and then that that perception meets their perception because they're seeing me through another a way that I'm not seeing myself, you know? They're like seeing me yeah. as like this like outspoken, like strong, like female comedian you know and she doesn't give give a fuck and you know and like like i right, just kick right. the one i come in i just kick the door like and like go into the office <laughs> like that and they're like yeah this is her this is this fucking chaotic unhinged comedian and i'm like i have to right. like play into that and that is a performance you know and i think yeah. it, for me it's helpful to see it as a performance for sure for sure you know come in with my fucking yeah. sunglasses on smoking a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> but it is like yeah it's weird feels yeah, bad it, bro it's, feels it's, bad it's a weird crazy thing but it's it's totally it's a confidence game at the end of the day yeah and it's I, a confidence game and i think i'm yeah. i think i've had to do all the things that i've done to finally come around to myself and fully embrace it because yes. Some people come too earlier, but mm. that's just not me, you know? And I think now I'm I'm ready to embrace it and really look back and say like, you know what? I have put in my fucking time. I've yeah. done numerous X, Y, and Z. I've earned it. Like yeah. I have this badge, like I am good at this. So let's see what happens now <sighs> that you can project that into the world. Also, that makes sense. yes. Also those behaviors no longer serve us right like the, no. the self-deprecating behavior that i learned as a child to protect myself from being like harassed by my mom is no longer serving me or protecting me it's har actively harming me in my adult life and so i have yeah. to let go of that and know that if i shine if i do a good job people are like rooting for me to do a good job. They're no longer going to yeah. be like, fuck this bitch. You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there are many people that are like, fuck this bitch. But like, I don't, I don't care about those people. They're like whatever. Yeah. And also I have to say, like, I think the good feedback that I've gotten from all this is that the people that don't like me, I don't like them. They fucking suck. And the people that like me, yeah. And like my work, I'm like, they're always cool. So I'm like, this yeah. is like good feedback. But yeah, I think that it's like very similar, like the two things that we are talking about. It's just you have to yeah. be like, yeah, I'm on, I was on this and I did this because I'm a really good comedian and I have like this yeah. and I have a blah, blah, blah. And I think that you definitely deserve to feel that way about yourself, Brian. And I'm glad that you're realizing that. Yeah, look at us gassing each other up. But we deserve I'm it. About, I'm, I'm, I am about this just like this cosmic energy 100 percent. i think you like go you ride a higher frequency and that frequency takes you you know I, like i said like i swear to god it was just because like i was so like the i swear to god this is these weird cosmic things that just happen you know this stuff like i mean a lot of it's just luck like even like in my all like the little successes that i've had not to like minimize it but like I know a sure. lot of it is luck, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I totally believe that, Brian. It's a, it's an energy thing, you know. Let's go. So for our listeners who've reached this far, <sighs> yeah, lean into that cosmic energy. Po positive, Embrace positive it. vibes, good vibe. No, I hate that. That's not what I'm good saying. Good vibes only. You don't have to be positive. <laughs> you just have to lean into this 
But I feel like so many things these days for me have felt like that. Like so much cosmic energy stuff is happening for me. You know mm. what I mean? Like where I'm just like, I'm here and I, and I see this person and I meet that person and I can feel it like aligning in a way. And I think, yeah, yeah and I think it's definitely like an energy thing. Totally. I love it. Scary, but you know, whatever. <laughs> what other option do we have? We got to just keep, you know, like there's no other option, I guess. So Let's do or die, baby. Do or die. But yeah, I think, uh, whew, got it off our chest. Did not expect the episode to go the places that I did, especially given our start about, you know, being all horned up over Maxim magazine cover girls <laughs> i think that there's maybe maybe the reason why that person canceled was because the energy that they you know they're they were just in love with you maybe maybe is probably what happened she realized maybe they were yeah they were picking up on my my energy my my former childhood crush energy aggressive versus horniness <laughs> aggressive horny energy versus like yeah you're on the you're on the best fucking podcast in the world. That's what's up. <laughs> she got uncomfortable because of your your greatness, Ryan. Maybe she had a huge crush. Uh, I don't I think I was God. born. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was the Ferrari that she saw poking out of my window that was this guy's trying way too hard. She no, I think she got <laughs> too turned on and she had to that's why. She was. She fell madly in love with you, and she had to get out of there because it, it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Well, just believe, let's just believe that. Let's stick with that. I love it. We're going in. We're leaning in. Kanye so. energy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, listeners, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting the pod, and uh, you know we'll be back next week with a fire guest. Yeah, follow the pod at Feeling Asian Podcast and you can follow Brian on social media at It's Brian Park and you can follow Young Me at YM Mayor or Young Me Mayor on TikTok. Ride ride those waves, high frequency. Yeah. We're doing it. Okay. Bye, <laughs> bye. everyone. <laughs> All right, you've made it to the end of the episode, and guess what's gonna happen now? I'm gonna shout out people that have donated to our Patreon. Obviously, Feeling Asian is on Patreon, and it's a quick and easy way to show support for our podcast. I care about the people that donate to our Patreon more than other people, so let that <laughs> be a motivating factor. I'm just kidding. It's, it's no pressure. But here are some wonderful people who have donated to our Patreon. I'm going to shout them out, and I'm going to guess something about them you know we've done this for a long time and in the beginning i was trying to guess their sex lives and i just kept being like butt stuff and everybody was like do you think all of us do butt stuff um and so i stopped doing that but maybe i'll bring it back all right so the first patreon subscriber that i want to shout out is i endo but come on butt stuff are you kidding me <laughs> this is the most butt stuff name i've ever heard it's very obviously japanese i don't even know I i'm creating that stereotype um no seriously i endo i would say you are um you are an extremely sweet person i'm seeing a face this is my psychic energy i'm seeing very pretty large eyes 
and um, just like very nice, smooth skin with maybe a little freckles going on. Um, you know, everyone's jealous of the of the freckle look. You look like one of those filters, but in real life. And I feel like you are just a very sweet person. That's like the vibe I'm getting. So thank you very much, I. Next person is Tiffany Lee. Everyone knows that Tiffany is a bad bitch name. Um, and you definitely live up to Tiffany Lee. I'm, I'm feeling... Um, I'm feeling, yes, very powerful and sophisticated. I think that name just holds so much uh, effect that it's hard to see anything past it. Uh, um, it's power, I would say powerful, sophisticated, people look up to you, boss bitch. Um, next we have Sophia Tu. Sophia, sorry, sorry, is it Sophia or Sophia? I don't know, now I'm spiraling. Sophia, wait, now I can't pronounce it. So Sophia is right, right? Of course, I don't know how to pronounce the white name. Um, Sophia is somebody that is very, um, maybe I should do a job. I'm going to guess your job. I, I think your job is like a writer or like an editor. That's the vibe I'm getting. And I see a lot of like muted basics in your closet but in a in a very thoughtful way like we can tell that you put a lot of effort into it and you always look like you know you just got off a boat in santorini next we have jia ki jaz <laughs> jia ki jaz zach juzak i think also i feel like the last part is a white name and the white part i'm like getting I, you know what? i'm mispronouncing every single part of your name asian and white you, you know biracials we can do it all i i feel like you are i was gonna say initially biracial but i feel like you married somebody and that's your married last name is the vibe i'm getting um jackie is that how you pronounce that jackie oh it's kind of cool it sounds kind of like jackie which is really cool um sorry not to like americanize your name I would say that you seem, I'm getting the vibe that you work in education. Like that's the feeling that I'm getting. And you, and who I'm assuming is your partner, are very fun at parties, at dinner parties. And people like get really excited when you're, come, when you're showing up. Um, and then last, we have Cameron Ty Johnson. Cameron Ty Johnson, 100% as a biracial person. <laughs> that I feel like that, like, a setup of names feels like a biracial person. Because I feel like a lot of biracial people, we, get, we will get the full-blown white name. But then, like, our parents will give us, like, an Asian-y middle name. You know what I mean? Um, and so, so that's what the vibe I'm getting. I, I feel like this person is very into physical health is that the weirdest way i could possibly say that like working out you know so there's some sort of working out maybe cycling or something like that that you're really into i feel like that's on the nose i feel like that's correct um anyway if if that was correct let us know in the patreon messages 
And um, thank you again for donating. It means so much to us. And we look forward to giving you stuff for your um, for your donations that are better than what we're doing now, which is basically nothing. Thank you.